Hi, my name is Ella, and you're listening to Life Stories, the podcast where we interview people about their life stories. Let's get started. Hello, um, could you please introduce yourself? This is Sharon, also for this granddaughter, Mimi. <laughs> um, okay, today on, what is the date? Sunday, February 6th, do I have your consent to record this interview? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm just going to be asking you some questions about your life. Um, to start off, let's ask you some basic questions. How old are you? I am 78, and I'll be 79 in a week. Wow. Um, well, now I'm just going to interview some questions about your life. I forgot to say, I'll be 79 on Valentine's Day. Yes, that's a very good birthday day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, first one. How was it, how was your time as a flight attendant? It was one of the happiest, most fun times of my life. I got to see pretty much of the world in the six years that I flew. Um, At a time when the world was better place to look at. There were some things going on that were a little scary and dangerous, but for the most part, you could go almost any place in those years. So it was fabulous and I made wonderful friends that I still have to this day. That's so cool. Uh, Like, where was your favorite place when you were traveling? It was, I think, oh, okay. When I was a flight attendant, I also had passes to travel. So some of the favorite places that I traveled, not necessarily on the airline, were Machu Picchu in Peru, which was was a a really fascinating place. When I was traveling, I really did love to go to Europe a lot. I loved going to Paris and London. I loved to go to the Middle East. We went to Beirut at times. Um, And all of these places, When we got there, we had time, usually a good 24, 36 hours to see things. So I did lots of museums in those days. Where else was my favorite? I did love going down to Rio um, to see that part of South America. Again, I just had the ability to see places that I wouldn't have had the opportunity or the money to do in those days. Yeah. Okay, next question for you. Um, What was it like living in Germany after the war and how was that experience? I studied in Germany in 1964 for like three months. And it was quite interesting because now that is a good 20 years following the end of World War II, which was 1942. And the German sisters that I lived with still felt discriminated against, really discriminated against by the Europeans. When I traveled with um, Barbara, who I lived with, and her older sister, but I just, Barbara and I traveled with friends of hers after I finished my studying, which was about um, two months, we traveled throughout Europe. And every place we went, because I have some Swedish and German in me, and I look German, 
we were discriminated against. People ignored us or they told us they didn't want us to eat in restaurants. They were still really angry at the Germans for World War II, obviously, as they should have been. But they took it out still on 20-year-old um, German girls. So that was part, that was very difficult. It was also, I got to go to East Berlin. At the time when the war was over, Germany was split into different sections. And the West had obviously West Berlin, and there was the East, Eastern Europe, <coughs> East Germany that was communist. So it was very interesting to see um, the dichotomy between those two um, issues. German, Germany, East Germany was very, very militaristic, where the West Berliners were not. Um, but we lived in a nice family, and I had a, a good time with them. Um, yeah, that was probably it. But it was mm -hmm. also during that time I went to the concentration camps, which of course were just a horrific, horrific thing to see what the Nazis had really done to so many people during World War II and how Nazi Germany and Hitler had were such tyrants. Um, yeah, it was a very scary thing to learn about, which I really didn't know or understand, but now I had a firsthand experience with it and it was quite overwhelming and scary. Yeah, I could believe it. I, what was your, like, so that really moved you in a way to see those things and actually be there and experience it. What were your opinions, like, on the war, either before or then after seeing that? Um, I, I didn't understand it emotionally as well. I will share with you that after the studying abroad, I did when I was a flight attendant, I had a 747, which has, um, as you may or may not know, 300 plus passengers. And I had a chartered plane of all German Jews that left Germany because of the Holocaust. And so many of them, all of them in my plane, none of them had been back to Germany since they left Germany. The emotional trauma that these people were experiencing in finally going home, as it's hard for me to imagine, and probably you as well, all of a sudden you know that your life depends on you moving. So you have to leave Portland. You don't know where you're going, but you know you just have to get out. And people pay lots of money to get out. And even when they get out, they don't know where they're going. It's what the refugees, all refugees go through. But these people, these um, German Jews now were older. So they would have been in their 50s, 60s, some of them my age, and they were going home. That was their home for the first time. So it was extremely emotional. So I think when you, when, even though I had read about the Holocaust, I had not, no understanding emotionally of what it did until I was really there seeing some of the destructive. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to the next question. Thank you okay. for sharing that. Um, another thing that you've mentioned before was that you grew up with your grandmother living in that home when you were around five years old. Can you tell me about that experience and how that affected your life? Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting because of course, 
five and six year olds don't have huge memories of things, but that was so emotionally, um, it must have been scary for me that my parents left me there, but I lived with my grandmother and um, three of her sisters, but there was also in the house a, a, a renter that they took in. So there were basically five older women that were taking care of me <laughs> and I was six. And so they they just had fun with me, just like any, any, they were happy to have me there. So I listened to their radios. We played a lot of Chinese checkers. My grandmother um, belonged to a Presbyterian church where she would take me. And of course, everybody there loved me. The thing that I remember about all of these women was their compassion and their caring and their taking care of one another as well as their community. Every Sunday, my grandmother would make us all a really good afternoon meal. And then she would always make enough for us to go in the neighborhood and bring food to some of the other people in the neighborhood that were housebound. So we would go and basically take food to these people. Well, that left a lasting impression on me that it's really good to be kind and care for one another. So I was never sad that I remember at all. I was too busy being loved. <laughs> so That's not really a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. And I, I really do on some levels because I do remember it so well emotionally that at five or six, and again, your, your memories are not that great, but it was for me because I think I had been, you know, did not have my mom or dad with me. And yet I had this emotional, um, real positive thing going on. So it was a good time. I remember my grandmother's house. I could draw a picture of it today. Um, did you mention why your parents weren't there? My father had been working in Kentucky at Eastern Airlines, and I believe that he was fired. So my parents wanted went back to Chicago where they had been living, but my dad didn't have a job. My mother didn't have a job. So they went um, to find a place for us to live before they picked me up. My father eventually got a job with US Gypsum and they did come and get me, but we still didn't have very much money because my mother and dad had, we were living in a house where my mom was basically taking to three, three other boys while their dad worked. So I lived in the house with three boys, not for long, probably a couple of months. Um, but I do remember throwing snowballs with them and we hit a car and the guy got out and I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved to a, uh, the south side. We did have a very big apartment where we also had a rumor, but then we lived there until I moved to the um, East Coast. Nice. Okay. Um, and meet possibly the last question that I have for you. Something that you've mentioned in the past is the importance and thing that really changed your life was having a kid. What What is that experience like and why was it so important to you? Well, I think I just, I did mention that being a woman, part of it is having a child. And I thought, well, yeah, I want to experience life, which I did, you know, by then. I had been traveling, I had seen the world a lot, so I had had a really, really good life. But I also wanted to experience that. 
And when um, I had a little trouble with the birth, so I had a cesarean, and when the nurse brought um, in your mom, her nose was to the side because <laughs> she had gotten stuck up in my uterus. And I just looked at this little, little tiny person um, in the middle of the night, and I just felt like this, it changed my heart. It was like, oh, now, now I get what it, they say. You will give up your life for somebody, for something. And clearly that was true, and I would do that to the day. And then she had these two wonderful granddaughters who I would do give out my life for as well. So, and then just having the child and learning with her and watching her grow. After I had my daughter, I actually went on to get a master, to try to get a master's in infant psychology. And I was too busy and too much was going on, so I couldn't finish it. But I loved taking courses about watching um, babies grow and see how they learn. And then just watching them grow through their whole life. And I'm very gifted because my daughter turned out very well, and my granddaughters are too. So I'm very, very blessed. That's really nice to hear. Is there anything else you want to mention before the interview's over? I would just like to say that I ended up um, having a lot of jobs as opposed to a career. I started out in um, right out of college. I went to Washington, D.C. and worked for the government. After that, I went to New York City and was what in those days was called a social worker, where I would have um, I would have like 35, 40 clients and I would go and help them. They were on um, getting money from the government and the state. And I would go and try to help them with their lives, either find jobs or help them with childcare, which I really enjoyed. But at that time, I was living in New York with a gal who was a flight attendant for Pan Am. And I was coming home really exhausted from all these people. And she was coming back from Paris. And that's when I joined Pan Am. <laughs> I thought, that's a better way to be living my life. Um, but then after I had uh, my daughter, Kimberly, uh, I couldn't continue that. So, uh, And then eventually, I just needed money. And I went to work in the investment banking world, even though I was not ever really thinking that I would end up in that world. But I, it was a position where I was recruiting for investment banking. And I turned out I was very suited for that. And I ended up having a very good 10-year career in investment banking, which allowed me to make enough money to see my daughter through college and then to go on and um, have some money going forward. So I'm very, I'm very grateful for my life. There's always been some trials. There were some times I was poor or things weren't always going my way, but I feel blur very blessed that um, my life turned out as it was and I had a fun life. So, nope, I have regrets, but not a ton of regrets. That's really and nice. I ended up with two good men that I, first man that I married, I married for good reasons and um and the second man i married i'm very happily married now for 25 years it's hard wow. to believe yeah. so yes i've been very blessed and hope i have a few more good years left <laughs> <laughs> i hope so too um yeah. is that all you have to mention before we end anything else you want no i think that's uh, pretty much good i hope that was a very good interview thank you so much um, it was really lovely talking to you.
And I always love talking to you. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Life Story. Hope to see you next week. Have a nice day.